Hello, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Dependus Bellini. We're here, we're back, we're here to give you some fun true crime stories and military topics. I am Jen. And I am Veronica, and we are going to give you a good dose of both of those today Mm -hmm. for your needs, for your sickness. (laughs) We're going to cure it. We're going to cure it with a dose of crime and knowledge. You're welcome. Dose of crime and knowledge. Crime knowledge. True crime. Crime knowledge. Military. Hashtag. (laughs) I think the hashtag goes before what you just said. It does, yeah. Unless we're starting a new trend. It's the new trend of hashtags go at the end of your sentences so that everyone knows that's your keywords. Before, middle, end. Hashtag. It's just all hashtags. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. (laughs) It's just all. That's all that it is. Hashtags for your hashtags. Yes. In case you run out of hashtags, we have plenty. They don't say anything. They were just hashtags. Mm-hmm. You can put them wherever you want. <laughs> put them, use them to hold up kids' artwork on the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fix a tire. Um, I don't know. Quench your thirst. Repair the, the cracked phone screen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that. Hashtags are very Hashtags useful. for all. <laughs> Hashtags 2021. <laughs> oh, please let 2021 be better than this year, please. 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 We're begging you. We're begging. begging you. You know what? It's up to us. It's up to us to make 2021 better. Fuck COVID. <laughs> COVID or not, it's going to be better. Okay? It's up to us. We just have to find ways around it while keeping you know, within the laws of what you're supposed to do or not do with COVID in relations to COVID. But you can make it your best year yet. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? I think sure. so. I think yeah. that was a really, I think that's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I agree. Can, yeah. I agree. Maybe, Stay positive. Maybe our listeners, our listeners can tell us what we should be doing to fix COVID. <laughs> I don't know what that was. What are your theories? (laughs) What are your theories? I can tell you what my husband's theory is, and he does not believe in this. Like, he is abiding by the laws, and he's taking precautions just on the off chance that this is real. (laughs) To him, it's like, where are the numbers? Where are this? And mask and this, and you can't get... COVID if you're seated at a table, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So he winds, at, he winds at home, but he really does take precaution. He's not like those people that are refusing to wear a mask and refusing to, you know, social distance themselves. I mean, I, I don't think he's wrong, honestly. I'm in that same boat, too. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I know that it's real. It's not like it, it's no joke. Like, people are dying from it, but mm-hmm. it is... Also, one of those, I'm like, but why are you putting me in so much fear, you know? Right. Yes, I don't, of course I don't want to get, I don't want to catch it because who knows what would happen, you know? You you don't Mm -hmm. know until you get it how severe it can be for you, but, and yes, I know people have, many people have died from it. It's fucking Mm -hmm. awful, but also I don't want to be in fear of 
a virus that, you know, is just halting the world. Like it just, it, that's just what sucks about it. So yeah. like, it just sucks. That's my biggest thing is just, it all sucks. Whatever the numbers actually are, whatever the deaths are, whatever right. any of this stuff is, and anyone just, everyone likes to throw bullshit out all the time. I just am, I'm, t- it just sucks. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I think what it is, is just, they have, the media has taken it and turned it into almost like a if you get COVID, you will die sort of situation. So now it has people in a panic rushing to the hospitals, overwhelming these wonderful care workers with this virus from the symptoms that are really, there's nothing much you can do about it other than like the normal flu, get rest and, um, you know, try to recover from it. I know it does affect some people where they do have to be on the ventilators and that is mm-hmm. scary as shit. So none of us want it. None of us want to be sick. I don't even want a cold. I don't even, I don't, nobody wishes to be sick. And I try to prevent that as much as I can. Some things are not preventable, um, unfortunately. But if this, if these measures are being taken to try to slow it down, try to flatten the curve, as they were saying at the beginning, then I will take them. I will take them. Um, if they yeah. said there's vampires out there, wear <laughs> garlic around your neck. I will wear <laughs> garlic around my neck and carry oh. wooden stakes and silver bullets. Oh, wait, that's for were- werewolves, isn't it? I will make that garlic so trendy. You don't even know. So trendy. Yeah. You, we will yeah. bling up that garlic. <laughs> you and I will have our own Etsy shop for garlic necklaces and yeah. wooden stakes that are just super fashionable, you know? Like, you have your purse. Boom, look where I stuck my wooden stake in. You can't even see it. It's yeah. concealed. Also, I smell delicious. Monograms. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Seriously, garlic smells yes. good, yeah. Yeah. Made in all different sizes for smaller hands, <laughs> like myself, mm-hmm. or longer fingers for yourself. So, yeah, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. I need a a little grip because look, look at my little chorizo hands. Look at that. You have long ass fingers. <laughs> I have little teeny tiny sausage hot dog like fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I'm showing Jen through um through the video camera right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, beware of gar- uh, beware of vampires, people. They're coming next. That's what's happening in 2021. Is vampires. Real. Taking over the world. They don't sparkle either. Mm-mm, no, no, no. That's why they need sunlight to kill them, wooden stakes, and garlic to keep them away. So be ready. Yeah, we'll be we'll be here for all of your vampire needs. What else kills vampires? Sunlight, garlic, wooden stakes. I thought I thought silver bullets, but I think that's for werewolves. I haven't heard that one, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Either way, we're gonna be prepared. Yeah. Frankenstein, vampires, werewolves, bring it on, bitches. <laughs> we yeah. got you. It's Halloween anyways. Exactly. They're all over the place. They really are. Skeletons. Just, you know. <laughs> make sure you're not plunging any wooden stakes uh, on into anyone on Halloween, though, okay? Cause... Yeah, if they look a little vampire I feel like you should ask them first. Are you? It's a rule. They, they have to tell you, right, if they're a vampire. Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. They can't just be like, no. It's like the undercover cop thing. Are you a cop? <laughs> and they have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> or just like walk into your house. If they follow you in, then they're not. 
Because a vampire can't come into your house unless you invite them in. Yeah, you have to let them in. We learned that yeah. from movies, too. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> Slayer, greatest vampire movie ever. If you guys have not seen it, it's a movie. It wasn't just a show. The movie came out first. Jen is raising her hand because she has not seen it. I have not. It's on one of the uh, platforms where you watch TV right now. Okay. I can't remember which one. I'll have to check them all I wanna out. Say, I want to say Hulu. Ooh. It's such a good movie, Jen. You need to watch it. I'll Buffy have to look. the Vampire Slayer. I'll have to look at yeah. that because at least Hulu actually does work out here. I don't have to. I don't even have to use a VPN in order to get it, which is wonderful. Oh, it's so great. That must be new. But Disney Plus, I right. can't. I can't use. What? So I know. That's boo. Speaking of Disney Plus, last night we watched a movie. Um, Indiana Jones is in it. <laughs> Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford. Thank you. I could not think of his name. I was like, Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, that's the only one I actually know. If somebody okay, says that, I'm like, hey, I, I know who that character is. So uh, yeah. yeah, I know he's in Star Wars too, but yes. I don't know who Han he Solo? is. Han Solo. Han Solo. I would have said like Skywalker. I'm not a I'm not a Star Wars person, like so I wouldn't know. Sorry, Jen. It's okay. Um, Sorry. We forgive Jen you. Jen is a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. But the, the movie, it's called Call to the Wild or Call of the Wild? Call of the Wild, yes. Yes. Have you seen it? Yes. It was on the um, plane when we uh, flew out. So good. Mm-hmm. Number one, I'm going to tell you, I was so against it because I was like, that dog is CGI. I don't like it. I was like, why can't they use real doggies? There's real working doggies out there that need jobs. <laughs> I was like, why can't, and Kyle's like, oh, they need to capture its emotion. And I was like, you can't do that with CGI. I was like, this is going to be bad. Like, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to like it. I, I was refusing to watch it. And I sat down and we were like glued to the TV. I was like, that was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still think they should have used real dogs, but it was really good movie. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like rooting for that dog the entire time. I was like, get it, Buck. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good movie. It's good. The books are really good too. <clears throat> we have like a mini collection of the Call of the Wild oh, books. Dave was in, really? had a little phase of like getting like all the old um, versions of the books, so we have like oh, six of the same book. I didn't know it was based on a book series. It's not a series. It's one book. It's just one, but we have like six oh. of them. <laughs> Oh, oh, you made it sound like there was many stories. No, <laughs> I was like, there's, there's more one. to come. There's just one. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, it's it's good. I love that. Yeah. I didn't know they put that on Disney Plus. I'll have to check that out now. Yeah, I think it's new. We watched it. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. With Indiana Jones. Nice. Indiana <laughs> Jones, yeah. Harrison Indiana Ford. Jones. Harrison Ford, yeah. He's still very handsome. He is. And if anyone is living in Wichita, Kansas right now, be, I mean, obviously not with COVID, but when things are normal again, be on the lookout because he comes hopping around that place sometimes. People run into him at local eateries and stuff. So. For Rose? Yeah. I can't remember Look if it's out like, for Indiana Jones. He's from there or something. I can't remember, but oh. he just shows up sometimes. So, and people run into him. Oh, that's so cool. That's like um, Robin Williams, may he rest in peace. He used to drive through our hometown um, all the time going to like San Francisco and stuff. And he would stop at the McDonald's in our hometown and where my sister worked. I don't know if my sister ever saw him, but like there was always a commotion. They're like, Robin Williams was just at the drive-thru. Or, yeah. And then um, 
the uh, Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. The Rock, mm-hmm. when he was a wrestler, he would perform at the what is what it it used to be called the Arc Arena. I'm not sure what it's called now in Sacramento, but he used to perform there all the time. And then he would stop at a restaurant in my hometown, and like people had great things to say about him that he was just a really nice man. So and and my town, my hometown is like middle of nowhere little farm hick town like so it's nothing special right (laughs) so yeah it's cool that people came through there yeah it's always so exciting it's i mean celebrities you know it's awesome celebrities Celebrities. yeah so be on the lookout for you know mine and veronica's faces because you know we're celebrities and um we're celebrities better get all giggly when you see us (laughs) yeah i will sign your autograph yeah you don't even have to ask. I will just grab my no. pen out and I will start signing whatever I find. Yeah. Jen's just going to come up to you and be like, you don't know me. I don't know you. Here's my autograph. Sure, I'll take a picture with you. Yeah. They're going to be like, ma'am, Selfie. I don't know you. Please step away from me. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You'll thank me one day. You'll see I'm me. Famous. You'll see me. Yeah. We're on social media. Yeah. Just look out for me. We're- I'll tag you. What's your What's your handle? What's your name? What is it? I'll tag yeah. you in it. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> hashtag, 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 at hashtag. Exactly. <laughs> hashtags for your hashtags on top of hashtags. Depend explaining yeah. hashtags. Hashtag. Hashtag explaining hashtag. Hashtags. Yeah. The word. Hashtags. <laughs> the word. You have to spell it out. You can't do the actual symbol, mm-hmm. which for you guys that are younger than us, it used to be called the pound button. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Remember on the phone? Yep. Press pound no <laughs> in that accent to be exact yeah yeah but let's go old school and do emails how about that because you can reach us at dependesplaining at gmail.com tell us all about your hashtags tell mm-hmm. us about your celebrity sightings i want to hear that i want to hear if you had a celebrity encounter if they were nice or they were not very nice or if you're married to a celebrity <laughs> oh yeah that would be great or have dated a celebrity Oh, or, or like even stuff. dated, dated, ooh, <laughs> dated one before they were a celebrity too. Been like, yeah, I was in that. <gasps> yeah. <before. laughs> yeah. Please. I want to know about the before. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've told you that I went to high school with John Party, mm-hmm. the country singer. He's got like his own reality show on something now. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I remember you at my husband's party. He was like a foot taller than everybody else, and he was just screaming at Kyle to give a speech. <laughs> Kyle was standing <laughs> on top of a keg, saying he was gonna—he was the best fighter, t- <laughs> that he was the best fighter. And John Party was screaming at Kyle, like egging him on. And then I went to like a house party at his house, and I do remember him like playing the guitar while we were there. And then we just left because I was like, this isn't my scene. Yeah. I don't like country music. Yeah. Oh, such a shame. I mean, I do. It's just not my preferred music. Like, I don't, I'm not like, I don't recognize people when I hear them. I don't recognize anybody when I hear them. I, I don't have recognize my anyone right now. I don't yeah, know yeah, who yeah. anyone is yeah. right now. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I have songs that I, I like. I don't know who sings them. Yeah. That's just how I am. I'm not sure who anyone is. Even, yeah, country singers, especially now, I'm like, I don't know who any of you are. I've never heard of you before in my life. 
I like my mm-hmm. old people. Yeah. Yeah. I did meet a celebrity once, actually. Ooh. You reminded me now. House party. Um, House party. Shoot, I don't know her name, but she was in, she was like the younger sister in Blue Crush. The movie Blue Crush. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, it starts with an M, I, I think. I know who you're talking about. I think. Uh, but, yeah, I met her. Uh, I was at some party, you know, because I was old enough to party back then, you know. I was. Dang, girl. Surely of, of age. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Partying's for the young. But, I yeah, she just, like, showed up. But apparently it's because she is, um, she's from Tucson, Arizona, so. She comes back every oh. now and then. and But I haven't seen her in really any movies lately, so I don't know. Where she went. Yeah. Mika Burham? There you go. Mika Burham? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, That's her. Yeah, I met her. I met her one night. Weird. That is weird. Weird celebrity sighting. I have a friend who plays bass for Aloe Black, mm-hmm. who sings that, um, uh, wake me up when it's all over. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't Yep. That one. Mm-hmm. He sings that. Uh, he plays bass for him. And I actually got to go see him in concert when we lived in Belgium uh, before Aloe Black was famous, soon after he got really big yeah. um, in Europe and then in the States as well. But so I got to see him and that, so that was pretty cool. I got to see my friend who I hadn't seen in a really long time. Other than that, I don't have any. Like I have, all, I've had encounters with people through like school and then they go off and do stuff. Celebrity sightings our new little mini content thing we should have that somebody somebody (laughs) do that yeah somebody um email us and let us know if you've ever like dated or if you're related or married or knew somebody before they became celebrities let us know yeah you can email us at dependusplaining at gmail.com or let us know like on facebook twitter or instagram i would i would love to hear this or like even like a celebrity in the military yeah yeah Anyone. Yeah. yeah. Anyone. Well, you do have, like, they have, like, uh, they have, like, the tours, like, the USO tours where they bring famous people to, like, your bases so you can meet them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, I mean, people have met celebrities through that. I haven't. I've never been anywhere where they do that. I have yet to meet anyone famous. Remember we were supposed to see the, was it the Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders are the, the ones that, that came and, um... They were just too busy being celebrities and were super fucking late. So uh, we left. Yeah. And as soon as we left, we as soon we got off bus. the base, <laughs> there goes their bus. <laughs> yeah, I was like, great. That was a year ago, Jen. Yeah, yeah it was. That was a year ago. Gosh. Insane craziness. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Great. Reminiscing again. Anyways, enough I reminiscing. I am just ready. So fucking ready excuse my language i'm so excited but i'm ready for your story so forkin ready i have a story for you jen it is insane so today i will be covering the fort hood shooting Ooh. now i said this to my husband last night i said hey i was like i'm doing some research for the podcast and he's like which story are you covering i said the fort hood shooting and he goes which one and I said, it's really sad that you have to ask that mm-hmm. because it's true. It's like, which one? Um, now, unfortunately, there's been so many tragedies at Fort Hood um, that have come to light lately and just in the in the past as well. So I'm going to cover the one that happened on November 5th, 2009. 
So I got most of my information I got from Wikipedia and then a couple of articles from the Washington Post and history.com, like from like the history channel.com was what it was. Yeah. So let's get to it. Nidal Malik Hassan, who was the shooter. Um, he was born September 8th, 1970 in Arlington County, Virginia to American parents of Palestinian descent. His parents had immigrated from Albira, uh, which is a city about like 10 miles north of Jerusalem. His father had a few successful businesses, like family-owned market, like a like a convenience store mm-hmm. and a restaurant and an olive bar. Ooh. Which I was like, what's yeah, I was like, what's an olive bar? Like it is it what I'm thinking that it is? It is. It's an olive bar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like a buffet of olives. Oh. And I was like that's my jam. That's a dream right there. That's my jam. That's a dream come true. I know. I was like, all I need is a glass of wine and maybe some cheese and I would die happy. Seriously. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so anyways, um, Hassan, and, and that's how I'm going to refer to him from now on is Hassan. Um, his, he had two younger brothers and they grew up in like the in the Muslim faith. They attended William Fleming High School in Roanoke. Virginia, where he graduated in 1988. Were you born yet, Jen? I what? What year or what month? Or did you just say um, a year? Um, he, he graduated 1988 from high school. Okay, I was. Um, I mean, because typically graduations like summertime, so I was. Um, like I was June. still cooking. <laughs> oh, you were still baking in the. I yeah. was still cooking. Not quite there I yet. I was five. I was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's not relevant to the story, but uh, Hassan enlisted. It's yeah, <laughs> just to give you a timeline. <laughs> so he enlisted in the United States Army in 1988, as soon as after graduating from high school, and then he attended college during this time, and he earned an associate's degree in science from Virginia Western Community College in 1992, and then in 1995 he graduated from Virginia Tech with a bachelor's degree in biochemistry. He completed both of these programs with uh, Latin honors. He was commissioned as an officer in the Army, uh, Army Medical Department. And in 1997, he enrolled at the Uniformed Service University of Health Science, or USUHS, in Bethesda, Maryland. So he was not that great of a student while he was enrolled in oh. this uh, uni- uniform service university. Uh, it took him six years to complete like a four-year program and was actually on academic probation for most of it. I couldn't find why he was on academic probation, probably just because of his bad grades maybe. Yeah. Or he just wasn't, because he wasn't doing that great. Yeah. But nonetheless, he still graduated from the medical school in 2003. Uh, he completed his uh residency at Walter Reed, um, where he worked uh, in treating soldiers returning from war with PTSD. So he was in psychiatry at Walter Reed, which we all know is like a huge hospital. Um, So he made a major in May of 2009. He was transferred to Fort Hood from working at Walter Reed. He was sent to Fort Hood, which, which is in the city of Killing, Texas. And it is the largest active duty U.S. military post. It had at the time like 50,000 people working on base. 
and it was just huge. Like uh, I had friends that were stationed there, and she told me about like her daughter having horse riding lessons on base, and that it was just such a huge base, and like I could see how people get lost. You know, yeah. and just become numbers in this giant base. It's hard That's to keep track crazy. of people. Easy. I just—it's so hard to imagine such a huge base in the states. You know, I just—I ne- mm-hmm. would never think that they could. You know, when you hear about bases closing down and everything, so you never think that there could be such a huge base out there that would be, yeah, that would be that big. And you basically—it's an you entire just, city. Yeah, like you can just live on base and not ever have to leave. You have all your stuff you need. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yep. Yeah, people will probably never leave base if you have everything there. You yeah. work there, you live there. Yeah. Yeah. There's no it's need. Crazy. You, you don't need to. You don't have to. Yeah, there's, there's no... activities on base. This yeah. is the, this is the sad part. It's like people that live overseas in big bases like this, like I'm I'm or posts, I'm sorry, camps, whatever it may be. I'm thinking of Ramstein. Like Ramstein yeah. is fucking huge, right? Yeah. And it's like it has stuff to do on base. People don't even need to leave the base because it's like you have all these restaurants off base. You live on base. You work on base. You do stuff on base. Or if you do leave, it's like the the surrounding areas are so Americanized. It's like you don't really get to enjoy the culture yeah. of the of your host nation. This is what it's what bothers me personally. Yeah. But I can understand people that really don't have a desire to interact with the culture and they're like i have everything here right i disagree but whatever (laughs) to each their own i guess to each their own yeah okay so he like i said he became he made major in 2009 was transferred to fort hood he completed his psychiatry training with a two-year fellowship in disaster and preventive psychiatry in earning a master's degree in public health During his training at Walter Reed, he received counseling and extra supervision. He was starting to show signs of radicalism Hmm. in this. This is when we, the country, the U.S. is at war with Afghanistan, Iraq. So his senior year at Walter Reed, actually, so we'll backtrack a little bit. He made a presentation, which should have been like a medical lecture uh, for his people, um, but it was titled <laughs> The Quranic Worldview as it Relates to Muslims in the U.S. Military. That was his lecture that he was going to give, not a medical lecture. Mm. This, So this presentation was not well received by some of its attendees, understandably, right? Yeah. Um, in this presentation, he suggested that the Department of Defense should allow Muslim soldiers the option of being released as conscientious objectors. This is to, this was, according to him, to, like, increase troop morale and decrease adverse events. So he wanted them to, like, be like, well, I don't, if they oppose what was happening in the Middle East, as Muslims, they should be able to get out of it because they don't agree, right? But, so, these adverse events included, like, refusal to deploy espionage or killing of fellow soldiers. So, he was opposed to that, which I can kind of understand because it's like, 
I was trying to like put myself in his shoes and the way he was thinking in that moment. And I thought, well, it's kind of how I feel about illegal immigrants, right? It's like, because I know my father at one point was an illegal immigrant and this is why he did it. And this is what the result of it was. And so I kind of see it as that. And for him, he probably was like, these are my people. This is my religion that they're after. Cause that's what he thought that they were after his religion, not so much, you know, related to oil, yeah, or, you know, or weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. It was a fight against Muslims in his eyes. So, anyways, um, so we'll talk about uh, retired Colonel Terry Lee, who had worked with Hassan, later recalled that the fatal shooting of two recruiters in Little Rock, Arkansas, greatly affected Hassan. Um, the suspect that shot the recruiters was of Muslim faith and later later claimed to be an al-Qaeda terrorist. He was charged with murder. He also stated that Hassan made outlandish statements against the American military's presence in Iraq and Afghanistan, and that Muslims should stand up and fight against the aggressor, i.e. the U.S. This was a topic Hassan would argue with fellow soldiers constantly, and it was his cause of anger. He was hoping that like President Obama with, 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 would uh, withdraw troops from the Middle East. So this was constantly on his mind. It caused a lot of stress. It was a constant battle. He would get into arguments with, like I said, fellow soldiers about it, just discussing it, and he would get really passionate about it. Hassan is thought to have become a devout Muslim after he lost his parents. His father died in 1988 at the age of 51. It doesn't say from what or how he died, and his mother just a few years later in 2001 at the age of 49. So his family claims that Hassan was peace, was a peaceful person and a good American, never expressing radical or anti-American views. For the most part, he seemed like he was committed to the military, but I think he was struggling on both sides yeah. of the fence, right? Because he was like, he was Muslim, seeing what was happening to these uh, Muslims in the Middle East and taking it pro- probably as a personal attack. But also he was like, I'm an American, I'm a soldier, this should be my belief. So on July 31st, 2009, at this point, Hassan, still a major in the U.S. US Army, he purchased an FN-57 semi-automatic pistol. I don't know what that looks like. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm not a gun enthusiast. Enthusiast? 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 Yeah. See, right. I don't even know how to say it. I don't know you too. <laughs> yeah, enthusiast. But anyways, it was a pistol. Um, he he purchased this from a place called Guns Galore in Killeen, Texas. Oh, that sounds like a great place. I know, right? He was a regular at this store. So oh, his, yeah, he was a regular. His request upon entering was that he needed the most technologically advanced weapon with the highest standard magazine capacity. So the best one with the most bullets in it that could hold the most bullets. Mm. Um, Yeah, he obviously did not disclose what he was using it for, but the store manager did provide him with like detailed instruction on how to use it, which is good, like as any gun owner should know how to use their weapon when necessary. Yes. For protection only. For protection, yeah, for self-defense. He continued to visit the store, like, once a week, and he would go in there and buy, like, 
extra magazines along with like over 3,000 rounds of ammo. Yeah. What? So I feel I feel like that should have been a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hassan would also, he would go to like the gun range and he became very adept at hitting targets like those silhouette outlines. Yeah. Um, gun shooty thingies. Yeah. <laughs> paper <laughs> Those thingies. papers, yep. <laughs> the paper thingies. And like he could, he was like hitting the target from like, I think it was like 100 meters or something. So pr- pretty far away, he was still yeah doing well at the gun range. Well, he, and he's, I mean, he's a trained soldier as well. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. they have to do that at least, what, like once a year yeah. or so, something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. So he gets trained through the military to do this stuff as yeah. any military member does. And then he's going out on his own and getting extra target practice Yeah. with this specific weapon. So he's been very well trained. He trained himself as well. He trained himself. Yeah. So on November 5th. 2009, at approximately 1.34 p.m., 39-year-old Hassan entered the Soldier Readiness Processing Center. This is where, like, they go and receive, like, routine medical care before and after deployments. So they have to go through there. And now Hassan himself was actually waiting for a deployment to Afghanistan with his unit. So he had visited the center many times and he with his unit and he was um very familiar with the building and he knew the people that work there so he is now there at the building and he is armed with the gun he had purchased the pistol was now armed with two laser max laser sights one red and one green i had to look this up because i was like is it what i'm thinking it is it is it's two lasers attached to the gun so he can use them as targets right like to better aim yeah okay why do you need two so, though i don't know why would you need two i don't know yeah i don't know you're great right? i don't know i think i don't know about guns so i don't, I don't know, know what if, the difference is i don't know either i don't know yeah i don't know i just Makes said it was better aim i, I had two hmm. i don't know somebody let us know if it don't know sound why good you would need two yeah so, upon entering the facility, Hassan went to the first desk to the right of the north doors and asked to see Major Parrish. Major Parrish worked in the building and had been assisting Hassan in his deployment preparations. The worker went down the hall to get Parrish. According to an eyewitness, Hassan went around behind the desk and bowed his head for several seconds before he suddenly stood up and shouted, Allahu Akbar. Literal literal translation is God is greater. So that's what he yelled. And he opened fire. He opened fire. Witnesses said Hassan initially sprayed bullets at soldiers in like a fan-like motion. So back and forth. Yeah. Um, Before taking aim at individual soldiers. So first he came in and did all that destruction like I said, in a fan-like motion, and then he was picking out soldiers. Um, Eyewitness Sergeant Michael Davis said the rate of fire was pretty much constant shooting. He said when initially when he heard it, he thought it sounded like an M16, which is a rifle, a much bigger weapon. It's still super scary to hear that. So, yeah. Captain John Gaffney, an Army Reserve chaplain, he tried 
to charge him, like to stop him, but he was fatally yeah. wounded before he could uh. even get to Hassan. So he shot him down as he's like trying to charge him. Um, same goes for physician as assistant Michael Cahill. He tried to charge him with a chair, but was also shot and killed. Um, Army Reserve Specialist Logan Burnett tried to throw a folding, like, folding table at Hassan, but Hassan shot him in the left hip, and Specialist Logan fell and then crawled to a nearby cubicle. Um, so Hassan seemed to be targeting only military personnel in their uniform. He, like... It seemed like he was bypassing all civilians altogether. Wow. Yeah. So at one point, he, like, approached five civilians that were hiding under a desk, and he, like, swept the laser pointer across them, across their faces, and then he continued on. Like, he didn't hurt them, thank God, but he just, like, saw them and then, like, took off and went another way. And so... It was like he was targeting the military. Yeah. Um. So while all of this is going on, an army specialist broke a window in the back of the building. It sounds like this is where, like the office where Major Parrish worked and he was in there. And so this member Parrish, he was the one that was help, initially helping Hassan for the mm-hmm. deployment and preparation. So two of the soldiers and Parrish himself, they escaped through like the broken glass window and they injured themselves. One of them had like a severe cut on his hand from the broken glass, but that's nothing compared to what was happening out outside. Yeah. Or in, you know, outside the office. And meanwhile, like he would, Hassan was still like walking around the building, shooting people. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now at this point, base civilian police, which I didn't even know they had base civilian police, like civilian police on base. I mean, you know I guess because it's so huge, maybe they just have to. Right. I don't know. Maybe they have like a, I don't know. It yeah, is I weird don't know. To th- it's weird to hear because it's not normal, but maybe it's just because that base is so huge. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So the police, uh, Sergeant Kimberly Munley, she rushed the scene in her patrol car she sees Hassan outside of the building. Hassan then fires at Mundley. She also fires back. So it goes back and forth, you know, the shootout. She was hit with shrapnel from, uh, like, a gutter that his his bullet struck a gutter and, like, the shrapnel hit her. Um, yeah. And then I think that might have distracted her a little bit. And so Munley was then hit in the thigh and again in the knee. Uh, she, she began to like fall on the ground from being shot and Hassan shot again, hitting her in the femur and it, it like shattered her oh femur. Yeah. And then he walked up to her and kicked the pistol away. Her pistol away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, nurses and medics rushed to the building, entering it in hopes of, like, helping the wounded. One of the soldiers secured the double doors in the s- south side of the building. And he used, like, his ACU belt to keep the doors closed. Uh, there was, they say that there was so much blood on the floor that the nurses and medics had, a, like, a hard time keeping their balance. And it made it difficult to, like, reach the wounded, right? Because there was slipping yeah so oh my god so now outside hassan continued shooting he's outside of the building he's targeting fleeing soldiers soldiers at this Uh. point the director of the soldier soldier readiness processing site his name is herman toro i want to say it's herman in espanol we'll just call him herman toro (laughs) 
uh, who was, he was a director of the center. He arrived as Hassan, like, had gone around the building and was out of sight, but he was still shooting. So Toro then and another worker, like, hurried to help Lieutenant Colonel Juanita Warman. She was down just north of the medical building, and Toro and the other worker carried her by the arms and tried to get her to safety. So Hassan returned, aimed his red laser across Toro's chest, but did not fire. He Toro then took cover behind an electrical box and witnessed police sergeant Mark Todd, who then began, who like Sergeant Mark Todd arrived and then he began to shout orders at Hassan to surrender. Hassan then turns a gun on Todd. He didn't say anything to him. He was just like shooting at Todd. The two of them exchanged shots for a while. Hassan emptied his pistol. So he stops, right? Because obviously he has no ammo. He To reach for a new magazine. And that gives Todd a window shooting Hassan five times. Dang. Todd, yeah. So he's injured. He, does, yeah. he can't even, like, he can't get his magazine anymore. Todd runs towards Hassan, kicks his pistol out of reach, and handcuffs him. Hassan falls unconscious soon after. So this guy took him down fast, it sounded like. Lieutenant Colonel uh, Eberhardt, the deputy director of human resources, arrived and entered the building. He had to step over bodies in order to get further into the building. There were chairs scattered everywhere, blood everywhere. He ran to assist mm. a wounded soldier that he had seen was just outside the south doors, which are the ones that, like, one of them tied together with his um, with his belt. So he went out yeah. there. And there's a picture of this, actually, on Wikipedia. You can see the picture where the soldier is, like, being carried off in a makeshift stretcher made from, like, a folding table. And he had two gunshot wounds to the abdomen and one to the head, but it was, like, on his scalp, so it probably just grazed him. Oh, God. Yeah. So lucky. Yeah. So many... Injured, so many dead. Yeah. Oh, my God. In the aftermath, uh, investigators testified that 146 spent shell casings were recovered from just inside the building. 146 shell casings inside the building. 68 outside for a total of 214 spent shells that that were collected. That's insane. What kind of gun, a pistol, is able to shoot well, that he many? Had magazines. He probably kept refilling, I'm sure, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Let me just tell you. The medic who treated Hassan said his pockets were full of ammo. Yeah, Hassan's pockets were full of ammo. Oh, my God. He had Still? magazines. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was there to do more damage than what he did. And he had magazines with him. Uh, some of them had like 20 rounds. The other ones had 30 rounds. And the shooting lasted 10 minutes. In those 10 minutes, he killed 13 people. 12 of them soldiers, one civilian. Yeah, 11 of them died at the scene and the other two died later in hospital. 30 people oh, were God. wounded. Yeah, 30 people. Aside from the the 13 that were dead 30 people oh my god so yeah yeah 
Um, immediately after wow. the shooting, the base was put on lockdown. The Fort Hood website posted a notice saying this was not a drill. This was real life. This was a real shooting. It's not a drill. Um, I remember this day when it happened. I think like every base went on lockdown. It was really scary to hear what was happening. And then soon after, like the days following, we were just all on high alert. Yeah. Um, I had, like I said, I've, I've had a few friends that have been stationed there. And one of them was there when it happened. And uh, I, I asked her about it. She said her husband was working that day on base. I don't think he was anywhere near where it happened. But she said because it was on lockdown, it was like she couldn't get a hold of him. She didn't know if he was there. She was just terrified. She could not get a hold of her husband. And it was, she said it was like the longest day of her life. Yeah. So. Jeez, so scary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. But, Jen, later on, reviews by the Pentagon and the U.S. U.S. Reviews by the Pentagon and the U.S. uh, State U.S. Senate found Hassan's superiors had continued to promote him, despite the fact that concerns were raised because his behavior had suggested that he was, you know, a radical. So any like potentially violent Islamic extremist, and he it was like they continued to support him and you know uh, promote him. So this went along with the belief, which he had no trouble making public, by the way, that America's war on terrorism was really a war against Islam. He was a deeply disturbed man, and he needed help. And I don't think that he received the help no. that he needed. It doesn't sound like it at all. <laughs> yeah. Hassan was treated at Scott and White Memorial Hospital and later moved to Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio, where he was held under heavy guard, obviously. Uh, Hassan was left paralyzed from the waist down as a result of shots fired by police. Good. So he's a paraplegic. Yeah. During the trial, during the trial, Jen, guess what? Guess what he did? What? That's right. He acted as his own attorney. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I arrest my case. Why? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What makes you want to do that? Why? Because I said he's a deeply disturbed man. And yeah. He needed help. And this is what deeply disturbed people do. They think they can represent themselves. Talk their way out of everything. Yeah. But he wasn't like that, though. Um, during his opening statement, he admitted to being the shooter. He had previously told the judge that in an effort to protect Muslims and Taliban leaders in Afghanistan, he had gunned down the soldiers at Fort Hood who were preparing to deploy to the nation. He called no witnesses, presented little evidence, and had no closing argument. So really, he just was like, I did it. This is why I did it. Period. So he justified that in his mind. (laughs) I can't even. I can't even. I know. So... On August 23rd, 2013, this is how long it took, uh, a jury found Hassan guilty on 45 counts of premeditated murder and attempted premeditated murder, and he was sentenced to death for his crimes. He is the sixth person on military death row. Yeah, military death row, sixth person. He is now awaiting execution at the United States Disciplinary Barracks at Fort Leavenworth in Kansas. Your stopping grounds. Yeah, that place is no joke, too, I've heard. <laughs> oh, for reals? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, it's, I mean, I heard it's a pretty 
pretty uh, secure and they they don't play around there. Mm. As all prisons should be. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has also been stripped from his rank and dismissed from the army. Good. So, yeah. Good. No longer needing your service. Yeah. And that is the story of the awful, awful Fort Hood shooting of 2009. Wow. Now, there was just so much, so much with this that I could not fit it all in one episode. So I'm just giving you the basics of what happened and uh, where he's at now. He is a paraplegic, like I said. He's awaiting, he's awaiting death in this installation. And um, yeah. This is really unfortunate. You know, these people need people need help. We just got to find a way. We got to find a way to help. I know. Even if like even if they're not asking for help, obviously, you know, if like the the superiors and whatnot are seeing the way that he is and the way he's acting, they should at least get him the help that he mm-hmm. obviously needed, you know? That's how anything should be. It shouldn't just be wait until they ask for help cuz some more than half the time, they're not even going to ask for help. Especially at this time in 2009 yeah. where it was like, I don't want to say the height of the war, but it, the war was still happening. You know, there was still, t- you know, thousands of, of uh, military members being deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq. And he's saying these kind of things that are raising eyebrows everywhere. Yeah. It's a huge red flag. It's like, why didn't they question that? Why didn't they stop him and be like, hey, is everything okay? Or, dude, this is not the place for you. And having to listen to stories of soldiers coming back with PTSD and he was having to deal with the horrors that they were that they had seen. You know, and, he, and it's just like probably in the dozens that he had to listen to all these stories and that can't be good on a soul, even if it didn't happen to you personally, but it can't be good on somebody's soul to have to listen to this and to see their pain and to hear their pain. Um, they also need help. Yeah. Everybody involved needs help. Yeah. And on top of that, he's like taking it personal because it's like, this. these are my people. Like, I am right. Muslim. They are Muslim. This is what they're enduring. Yeah. At the hands of my fellow American soldiers. So. Yeah. He was caught yeah. between two places. He you know, mm-hmm. he was very invested in his Muslim Muslim culture then and then he it, right. he was also a soldier and if that is so so mm-hmm. hard. It, <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised it messed with his, you know, messed with his mentality and everything and yeah, yeah it, but he should have mm-hmm. been given help at some point. Something somebody should have done something to be like, "Hey, yeah, you're not okay and you really need to go mm-hmm. Get some help. Something needs to happen here. Yeah. You need to, we need to really separate the fact that you are Muslim and we are at war with a Muslim nation. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. But, you know, we are just the dependents. We're not here to give you our political views. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Yeah. So that was heavy. It was heavy, Jen. Sorry. We're here for unsolicited opinions. Mm-hmm. You didn't ask, but we told. It's fine. <laughs> We're gonna give it to you anyways. Yep. Yeah. Wow. If anybody, if anybody was there, anybody, any of our listeners was there or know somebody that was there, I would love to hear from you guys, like first account. Yeah. Um, the experience. If you're comfortable with it, obviously, I don't want to relive 
want you to relive that moment or um, open up new wounds. I guess I should have disclosed that beforehand. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to share any stories with us related to this, um, you can do so and reach us at dependusbleeding at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We don't have to, and we don't have to disclose that on the podcast. It could just be for us, whatever you guys feel comfortable with. We are here for you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Whatever you're comfortable with, we're here to listen. Yes. So yes, Jen, that was my heavy story. Oh man. Yeah, that was, um, that was heavy. I, I, I remember... I kind of remember it, but it's also, I don't remember, you know, all in all the details. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, wow. Yeah. And Fort Hood has had so much, so much. And I still, and I think it really is because it's so huge. It's such a giant installation. And so I imagine like their units are bigger. And so people get lost in the crowd, in the mix of it all. And it's hard to keep an eye on everybody and people that are um, showing signs of possibly harming others or themselves or just in trouble in general. It's really hard to keep track of everybody. And like I said, you just kind of become a number and and then this happens. And then, you know, we all know the most recent one with uh, Vanessa Guillen. And that was such a tragic story that it's, I feel like it's too soon for us to even begin to look into to try to cover it. Yeah, there's just so much with that. And I feel like it's probably, there's probably so much more that they will find. I mean, absolutely. she was the biggest one, but she sparked a lot of the other uh, discoveries too, which is just so, so horrible. Just, oh, I can't even, I can't even, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. For sure, we'll probably get into some more Fort, Fort Hood uh, stories oh, I down think the so. road. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, thank you for that. Something else. Crazy yeah. story. Um, yeah. I will lighten the mood a little. Please. I have just a few. I just have a few little tidbits that I thought were helpful. Um, okay. For education options for military spouses. Okay. Now, some of these will apply to dependent children as well. I just didn't really get into that because I just kind of want to stick with the spouse side of it because we all kind of struggle sometimes with school, whether you want to go back to school, whether you feel like you don't can't afford to go to school or you don't know what to do. Me. We're, <laughs> we're moving all the time. You Maybe you didn't even get into it until, you know after you were married and then it was just kind of like well I don't know what to do because I'm constantly gone and I don't know how I could manage this so Mm -hmm. I have found some nice information on just getting education if that's what you want to do whether you're a new spouse you're seasoned nice and crispy nice and crispy we're here for you um I got most of my information from military benefits benefits.info my seco dot military one source dot mil and and military one source dot mil just their general stuff mm-hmm. so first up is how to start like where do you start where where do you go if you have no idea what you want to do what do you do 
Well, the first thing you, you cry can do... in a corner <laughs> and contemplate what you've done with your life. Spend hours on a computer <laughs> searching for programs that you're interested in, but still have no idea what you want to do or where you want to go or why or who will take yeah. you. What math do you have to take? Yeah. You take an aptitude test that will tell you you should be a crossing guard. Yeah. No joke. No joke. <laughs> that happened to me. And it's funny because I took that test and it did tell me I need to be a crossing guard. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's like, this is a joke. And then later on, I was watching the show on Netflix, the the um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh-huh. And she talks about that. She's like, I took an aptitude test and it told me to be a crossing guard. And I was like, me too. That's weird. <laughs> we relate. Relate, Kimmy. Yeah, I'll be a lollipop lady. That's <laughs> what they call it here in the UK. Don't yeah. believe those. I don't believe yeah. those. I don't think those are right. That's not right. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, but what you should do is you should <laughs> sign up for the My SECO account, which is Spouse Education and Career Opportunities. Seco. Okay. Seco? Sure. Seco. <laughs> you sucko. Seco. You go sign up for my Seco. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, this provides career counseling services. Um, it makes sure it has military spouse 24-7 access for you all, all the mm-hmm. time online for education and career info. Um, resources. 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 <laughs> resources. Tools and assessments. So there's an assessment you could take. To see what you want to do. <laughs> Be a crossing guard, Veronica, guard. is what it would tell me. You're not smart enough. Uh, with this um, account, you can begin exploring your interests, skills, passions, and determine which best fit um, for your education and career path mm. would be. I will post all the links that I find for all these different things on our social media stuff. Yeah. So you can go straight to it. It was quite interesting. I've never, I didn't know about any of this stuff. I don't know if maybe it's newer when I was researching before, we back yonder, when I was looking into schools. <laughs> because I went through a lot of pain not knowing what to do and how to do it or where to go and yeah. all this shit. Fucking shit. And you yourself have been through a couple of careers. Yeah. Don't, don't be like Jen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't be, or be like Jen and just explore and see what fits. See what sticks. Yeah. See what you like. Go see what programs. you use don't like sometimes Mm -hmm. it sucks but it's okay because you learn you learn just (laughs) like education um so with this site you can also uh see about education centers at your your local installation um there's education counselors there to help with local education programs and opportunities scholarships which we'll get into just a bit and military assistance programs and selecting a school so some of these provide classes on your installation as well, like face-to-face mm. uh, when COVID's not around in, type of thing. In classroom. Oh, in God. classroom. Yeah. I like Pre-COVID. that. I like that over online. <laughs> yes. Um, so overseas, there's the UMGC, which is, it's a Maryland school thingy. Those are the ones mm-hmm. I always see for military installations um, overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Um... Like Embry-Riddle. Yes, that too. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll see, if you go to your education center in the at your local base, you'll be able to find out what school is provided there. And right. those are the ones that usually have the in-person class 
thingies. They also, in the States, they also have community college as well, because I know at, in Tucson, at Davis Monthan, the community college was um, Pima Community College, and they had, they offered classes on the base as well. Oh, okay. So, maybe not all of them do that, but there, there's some, I mean, at least um, Tucson. It's worth the research, (laughs) yeah, wherever you're at. It's worth the research wherever you're at to see if they, if they do offer. You'll definitely find You'll definitely find something. So whether you find it on this um, My SECO account or if you go straight to your education center, you're going to be able to have Mm -hmm. somebody there to help you figure out what you need to do, what you want to do. You can also check out dantes.dodedmil for more schooling resources. They also have financial assistant, education programs, school reps, and more. I'll put that up as well so you can see. All right, let's get into financial assistance. I didn't go too deep into it, but I have links that you can go straight to and you can see and pick out what, you know, pick out things that are specific. So I have like the basics here. There are, so scholarships that are offered to military spouses is... As everybody probably knows, because if you're on Facebook, you always see a representative is the MyCAA, (laughs) which is My Career Advancement Account. Um, It gives you up to $4,000 for licenses, certifications, or even an associate's degree. Yeah. It's open to spouses of active duty, National Guard, and reserve members. Pay grades between um, E1 to E5. Uh, W1 to W2 and O1 to O2. Mm-hmm. Um, it does say, though, so if your spouse is an E, we'll say it like the highest point, E5, W2, or an O2, if mm-hmm. you are in a program already with this My CAA, you have something already set and your spouse promotes up mm-hmm. another rank, you still get to finish off and use that money even though they're out of the ranking. But as long as you have a program set and ready to go, you're good to go. Okay. Again, the My SECO, My my SECO? (laughs) It just sounds so weird. (laughs) SECO. My SECO information. Yeah. Um, So it's specific for military spouses. I don't know why I wrote that again. Uh, We've already went through that. You know. You've been there. We've been there. (laughs) We've been through it. So another financial resource that you can use is the post-9-11 GI Bill. Mm-hmm. So again, in, I found a little bit information on this about what you can, how you as a spouse or even as a dependent can use this. So the military member can transfer their post-9-11 GI Bill to their spouse or dependents so long mm-hmm. as they've not already used it all up. So... From what I gathered, you get 36 total months worth of benefits, I believe. That's how it, I mean, that's how it added up. I could be wrong on that, but mm-hmm. but it's 36. It's what it sounded like, 36 months worth of benefits. That's a, that's a lot. That's great. It's a long time, yeah. So you can yeah. use it to get through your college program. So members qualify to transfer their GI Bill only if... They have served less than 16 years, and they have had at least six years of service and agree to serve an additional four years, or Mm -hmm. 
they've had at least 10 years of service and can't commit to four additional because of a regulation such as high-year tenure. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. The example they gave, and um, your spouse will know what the, that is, and I don't. <laughs> but it makes sense to somebody. So the GI Bill <laughs> must be transferred while they're active duty, and it can be split between the spouse and dependents. So you can give some mm. to your children. You can use some for yourself. It just has to split out, you know. You can't, obviously, you can't overuse anything because mm-hmm. there's not enough. You only get a certain amount and that's it. But they have to be active duty in order to transfer it still. So get on sure. that. If that's something you want and your spouse does not need it for themselves or want to keep it for themselves, mm-hmm. get on that. We transferred yes. it. Well, not we. I didn't. It's not mine. My husband transferred it to the children so they can use that. Yeah. Once they're... I didn't go into detail on that, but I think it's, like, once they're 18. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, yep. it said, like, once they're 18, they have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. And then also, mm-hmm. even if they get married, it doesn't um, change their... It doesn't void it. Yeah. yeah, no. It doesn't change that qualification. Yeah. But they them. do have to go to college yeah. or else it is lost. Like, you don't get to take... Like, you don't benefit. Obviously, if you don't use it, you don't benefit from it, so... <laughs> It's it's great. It's a yes. great option to be able to transfer it to your dependents. Yeah. It is very, very nice. So you've got that opportunity or is that something that you're like, hey, you know, I could get out right now or if I stay a little bit longer, we can transfer mm-hmm. the GI Bill and use that. And it's got, it's got its perks. I'll tell you what. So there's resources that I found as well by Branch. The Army has the Army Emergency Relief the AER. It has two scholarship programs, Spouse Education Assistance Program and M.G. James Ursano Scholarship Program for Dependent Children. Both mm-hmm. of these financial assistance um, what can be used when pursuing, pursuing, oh my god, pursuing your first undergraduate degree. Okay. Sometimes I talk too fast, I feel like, and then I stumble and fall yeah same it's like my brain wants to say it but my mouth can't keep up yeah my brain's like (laughs) i'm reading all this i know what's going on but no mouth (laughs) it's not connecting (laughs) oh okay so with the air force there is the general henry h arnold education grant program this is a need-based grant um you can get at least two thousand dollars for selected children and spouses of active duty, retired, and deceased active duty, and some reserve, it mm. said too. So some reserve, mm. it's I think it's like a qualifying type of thing. Mm. And there is also the Air Force Aid Society loan program, so you can get up to $1,000, but you have to apply for the Henry H. Grant as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a loan on top of that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it said something about interest-free, but I'm not sure. Maybe that was something else. Okay. But it's there for you, for your help. So the Marines and the Navy have a conjoined thing. It's called the Navy Marines Marine Corps Relief Society Loans and Scholarships, or the NMCRS. <laughs> so that was a mouthful. Um, okay, this is the one. It offers interest-free loans and grants ranging from 500 to $3,000 per academic year. 
for spouses of active duty and retired service members. So that's for Marines and Navy. Okay. And then we have the Coast Guard. There is the Coast Guard Mutual Assistance Supplement Education Grants, or CGMA. It offers financial assistance to Coast Guard spouses. Oh, okay. Yeah. And each one of these will have their own link for you to go to. So I can put up like the general one where I found all of these up. And so you can see that. There's also another resource to find scholarships. You can search specifically. Um, it's called fastweb.com. Yeah. For the Coast Guard, you said it was for the spouses? Yes. What about, did the dependents get to benefit from that as well? I don't know. It didn't say for them. Oh, okay. Um, it might. A lot of these were just um, for directed at military spouses. It was more of like a military spouse article type of thing, okay. too. So some of them, if they were included in dependents, then they put that in there as well. I'm sure because there's always dependent, you there know, has to be. there's always yeah. something offered for dependents. I think like sometimes spouses clubs even do scholarships and stuff for dependents. Yes. Which yeah. is really awesome, too. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I know there's a lot out there. You just have to search. And having those tools, those res resources that you can look at will really help because mm -hmm. I was lost back in my day. Mm -hmm. I was lost. Back in my day. The internet sucked <laughs> me in and I couldn't get <laughs> out and I was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. So. I feel the same way. I was like, I'm always getting overwhelmed with... The information that's out there it's like well what do i pick what do i do but having someone right. like you like narrowing it down for us that did all the research <laughs> thank you jen thank you for your service easy peasy yeah like <laughs> i said i'll just put the links up on our the show notes and the socials and all that so you can if you need mm -hmm. it it's there great <laughs> that was wonderful that's awesome jen yeah no thank you that's great that's great i like i said i don't I have, uh, I applied for one of those programs to get a certification and I, I got the grant, so I'm currently working on it. Nice. And like I, I told you, one of my exams yesterday was um, stress, stress management. I failed. <laughs> I fail it on a, on a daily basis and I uh, yeah. fail it on paper. <laughs> I failed like, oh. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I took a grammar one, too, and I was like, oh, I'm going to fail. I was like, this is, like, uh, grammar and just grammar is not my forte. I passed that shit. It was the highest score that I got. I was getting, like, a 95, and I was like, yes. Yes, Google, thank you for the You're answers. like, yes, I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But, but stress. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't know no, how to manage that. No. And Yeah, yeah. But all those programs, they're available to, you know, all of us. And our children, mm -hmm. so let's we should take advantage of them. And it's it's hard sometimes, but you can do it. Find the time. Yes, you can find the time. It'll it'll be there. It's it's hard. It can get a little rough, and it's you know when you're mm -hmm. single parenting it too, or you have like a newborn. Yes. I know it's hard. It's it's hard, but just do what you can if that's what you want to do. If that's you found something that yeah. you're passionate about, go for it. Like it, it yeah. like one of the. One of the articles said, like, there's a bunch of grant monies that's out there. And if, you know, it's like free money that they're giving out to free people. Money. And if you're not taking mm -hmm. advantage of it, you're not getting it. So just do it. Do your research. There's also FAFSA, mm -hmm. which is the federal grant loan stuff. 
thingies. Yes. Yeah. Weird and semi complicated, but not not <laughs> as hard as it as you think. It's yeah. but you can get money from that. I mean, it's just all kinds yeah. of stuff. And then colleges, online colleges, a lot of them will be catered to military and military spouses, and they'll give discounts like crazy. You just just gotta find them. I believe Texas offers free tuition to the military and its dependents. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So if you're in Texas, look that up. Yeah. There might be some stipulations that go with it, but I mean, yeah. it's worth a look. Like if, or maybe even if you're a resident there, I don't know if they would allow you to continue like online courses if you're a resident. Yeah. But that's something to look into. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Anywhere. It's, yeah, Free money. It's, take it. Any state that you're in, just take a look at what's offered there and see if there's anything anything you can get. It's so crazy to me that you have people that go to college to get, you know, their dream job. Let's say I want to be a dentist. I am now hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. When am I going to pay this off? Like pay it off. Yeah. In like 15, 20 years. Like... I will be out of my prime. Like, I will have stressed my entire youth away. Yeah. That's so scary to think. It's like, I'm not going to be able to save money, let's say, like you're, you know, like you're 25 by the time you're done with your career, like preparing for your career and you have your degrees or whatever. It's like, I I don't have very much time until I retire, so I have to pay off all these loans. And then what? When am I going to start saving for my retirement? It's so scary. It's so scary to think of it. And that's why I was like, no, school is not for you, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right now. And I just, I have to squeeze it in the day to find the time to sit down and, you know, melt my brain away on the computer, mm-hmm. reading all these things and then taking the test. And be like, I'm doing this to better myself. This was free money to me. It's not going to cost me anything other than my time. Yeah. So, and I'll be able to apply it to my, you know, career field. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If it's there, take it. It is. It's there, just like the MyCAA thing. If you're in that mm-hmm. that uh, pay grade group, just take it. Find something, a certificate, a license, or apply it to an associate's type of thing even Mm -hmm. if it's just general just Mm -hmm. take it and use it Mm because it's there for you and it's free and Mm -hmm. just do it do it yeah absolutely do it now do it before it's gone yeah so check out the links that jen posted for you guys to be able to review those and then like go from there and take an aptitude test see if it actually applies to you and if you want to be a crossing guard, go for it. Gonna be a candy <laughs> man. <laughs> a candy man. Yeah, a lollipop. A lollipop person. That's what they call them here in the UK because it looks like they're holding up lollipop. Yes, candy stripers. Like I heard that that they're like they work in the hospitals. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to like get into the medical field to mm-hmm. see if that's something you would like. There's all sorts of uh, like internships you can attend or like shadowing programs. Um, I would recommend going through the Red Cross, especially if you're overseas. Go to the Red Cross, see if they can, your dependents, like your children, this is great, a great opportunity for them. Go through the Red Cross if you're overseas, especially. They can set you up with one of these programs. I know uh, my husband was helping before COVID hit. Hid, um, helping these kids um, work at the fire station 
like work uh, obviously it's volunteer work so it's unpaid but they were there at the fire station and they got to see what they were doing and like they were gonna ride uh with uh with my husband in one of the fire trucks sorry not one of the fire trucks one of the like the command vehicles that they mm-hmm. use to go out to the scene or whatever and then um there was people like at the working at the hospital and they got to like stand in for like childbirth and see all that. And it's like some people will be like, "This is it. This is for me. I want to work in the medical field." Some were like, "No, thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna go be a crossing guard <laughs> at the school." <laughs> and again, the school and you know, see if education is is for you as far as like teaching and or being like a like a teacher's aide or something like that. So yeah. there's all these programs that can help direct you in wherever you need to go. Um, to check out check out these these sites so yeah do it do it now now right now after yeah. you finish this episode do it yes of course yeah <laughs> that was great jen thank you thank you your story was uh, crazy yeah yeah i crazy. know right it's man yeah murder <sighs> don't do it <laughs> stay away from it please it's for bad. real guys yeah. Please don't. Well, great, Jen. Thank you. I know you have to go because your husband has to be up really early, right? Yeah. For 3 a.m. 3 a.m. call. Time zone. Yeah. Sorts. It's weird time zone stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go throw my coffee cup at my husband who scared the shit out of me a while ago. <laughs> I thought someone was breaking into the house. I seriously thought. I was like, I hear the door handle rattling. And I was like, he's at work. And he never comes home. When he's at work, because, you know, he's on there, he's there 24 hours, and then we'll come home. Yeah. He's like, what's going on? Also, I hand my car, too, because his truck's getting serviced. I don't like him right now. I'm going to yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him he needs to make you breakfast. That would be really nice. Yeah. He does, he made me breakfast yesterday, actually, so can't Well, he can do much. it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't turn it down, that's for sure. Yeah. I know. I think I'm going to give myself a rest today because I've been working out. And on Friday, him and I worked out together and I did jumping lunges since I, and I had not done those, Jen, since you and I were doing that program together. So over a year ago. No. Ouch my butt, you guys. Ouch. Ouch my butt. Yeah. And then I found some, I got some dumbbells from like Facebook Marketplace and nice. been working out and I'm sore all over the place. Rest days are good. Do a little stretching. You'll be fine. I'm going to do that today. Plus I need to sit down and really study. Yeah. <laughs> because I failed stress management. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Great. I think nice. we, we gave our listeners a good dose of true crime and, and really good info, Jen. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. Yes, that yeah. was great. We we got our true crime fix, that's for sure. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. You guys stay tuned and we will keep dosing them out for you. Mm-hmm. Keep listening. And don't forget to let us know how we're doing. You can do so by rating and subscribing on any of your listening platforms yes leave us comments yes um also yes and uh also check us out on mill so muster we're on there remember i told you guys go sign up for mill so muster do it now it's less than a cup of coffee do it and uh there's tons of military related info for your needs on there so yeah, and if you have any stories like we requested, celebrities or uh, celebrity sightings, encounters, <laughs> all that, or um, or related to the story that I told about Fort Hood, let us know at dependusplaining at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, 
let us know. Heck yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll start a new little subcategory of celebrity sightings. <gasps> That'd be great. That'd be <laughs> so funny. Yeah. That'd be fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Do it. Um, who's sending us off today? You or me, Jen? I can't remember who did it. Me? Yeah, you do, you do good. You do the best. Uh, the best. Do I? Do, do I? She does. Well, um, again, thank you for listening. Sorry we go on a tangent a lot. <laughs> also, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I do that at home anyways. Um, just, uh, you know, be good. Be kind. Be mm-hmm. nice, as mm-hmm. I always say. Be nice. And don't forget that wherever you go, there, there you, you are. are. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.